This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, the important consumer news. Prices climb at the fastest rate in nearly four decades. So, is there any relief in sight? Sticker shock. From the grocery store to the car dealership. The worst inflation since 1982. What it means for this holiday season. Abortion showdown. The Supreme Court gives abortion advocates a partial victory. We'll explain what the ruling means, plus the warning from the Chief Justice. Combating a COVID spike. The big news out of New York. A new indoor mask mandate across the state, unless a business has a vaccine requirement. We're entering a time of uncertainty, and we can either plateau here, or our cases could escalate beyond control. Severe weather, a powerful snowstorm, tornado threats will have your forecast. America's homicide surge, murder rates soar nationwide, how it's impacting college campuses. Final salute, the nation's capital honors Bob Dole, including a Tom Hanks tribute at the World War II memorial Dole helped build. And our 15-year holiday tradition, On the Road with Secret Santa, who reminds us what's important this holiday season. This is for you. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We're going to begin tonight with the staggering inflation that is hitting Americans right in the wallet. Prices were up 6.8 percent in November compared to a year ago. That is the biggest increase in nearly 40 years. The cost of pretty much everything is surging. Food, gas, electricity, housing, cars and clothes. And those who received raises this year are seeing them wiped out by skyrocketing costs. Listen to this. By one estimate, expenses for a typical American family have shot up by about 4000 
$1,000 in the past year. Now, there are a few reasons why we're seeing this spike, the rebound from the pandemic recession, a flood of government stimulus, ultra-low interest rates, and those supply chain shortages. President Biden today says this is why Congress needs to pass his sweeping social spending package. CBS's Carter Evans is going to lead us off tonight in Los Angeles. Good evening, Carter. Good evening, Nora. Here's the bottom line for most working Americans. With inflation this high, if you're not getting a raise of almost 7% this year, you're losing money because it just doesn't go as far. The latest item on the menu, higher prices. We'd rather not pass it along. Um, but if we have to, we have to. If our hands are that tied. At Talleyrand Restaurant in Burbank, California, owner Karen Ross says the cost of just about everything is climbing. We've seen our beef prices go up 50%. 50%? 50%. 50 5-0. Shocking. It's a result of surging demand from Americans with money to spend, combined with lingering supply chain issues, ships stuck at ports, and a shortage of truck drivers to deliver the goods. That's led to the worst inflation in nearly four decades. It had pretty much been kept in check since the last major surge in 1980. But now the wallop to the wallet is especially pronounced in basic needs. Energy prices up more than 33% in the last year. And among soaring food prices, beef roast up more than 26%. And chicken and seafood up nearly 11%. Today, the president uh, pleaded for patience. It's a real bump in the road, and I think you'll see it change uh, sooner than quicker than more rapidly than most people think. Perhaps not fast enough for those traveling over the holidays seeing major sticker shock. Fuel prices up 58 percent, hotel rates up more than 25 percent, car rental rates rising 37 percent. Realistically, I think this goes on for another year. By November of next year, I really do expect that most of this would have worn itself out. Back at the Talleyrand restaurant, the financial news is hard to digest. You're kind of like a deer in headlights looking at this, where is this going to turn? When is it going to get better? And just settle down and get stable again. And we're trying to hold on and we just don't see the end yet. And there's another sneaky type of inflation that we're seeing a lot more of these days. It's called drip pricing, and that's where companies add fees and surcharges to the bill so they can still advertise a lower price and maybe not scare away customers with sticker shock. Nora? That's the first time I've heard of that. It's really interesting. Carter Evans, thank you. Well, now to that Supreme Court ruling today on the abortion law in Texas, Texas, the most restrictive in the country. Justices are allowing it to remain in effect while allowing abortion providers to challenge that law in court. We get all the details from CBS's Jan Crawford at the Supreme Court. Keeping the Texas ban in place, a divided Supreme Court rejected efforts by the Biden administration to block the law. And in a separate decision gave abortion providers only a glimmer of hope they could prevail in the lower federal courts. That decision by five of the court's conservative justices drew a sharp dissent from liberal justices who said it leaves all manner of constitutional rights more vulnerable than ever before. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote a separate dissent, saying the law has had the effect of denying what we have held as a right protected under the federal Constitution. The law has been in place since September 1st and bans abortion after about six weeks. We needed an injunction that would block this law from being in effect while we go through the legal back and forth. And we did not get that. It's terrifying uh, what that means for those of us on the ground in Texas. 
The issue in the Texas case was procedural, focusing on the unique way the law is enforced. Private citizens can file civil lawsuits against anyone who violates the ban, with penalties starting at $10,000. The court was not weighing the underlying right to abortion. It is considering that and overturning Roe v. Wade and giving states greater leeway to restrict abortion in a Mississippi case challenging that state's 15-week ban. Abortion opponents said today's decision suggests the Supreme Court was stepping back from the abortion debate. The debate over abortion should be in legislatures. That role should not be usurped by the courts. The court relinquishing its grip and allowing legislatures to have this debate is exactly where we need to be. But for now, that means for abortion providers, their best hope at stopping the Texas law may well be in the state courts. Just last night, a Texas judge ruled the law was unconstitutional, and other state court judges may soon follow. Nora? Jan Crawford, thank you. Now to the COVID pandemic. It was exactly a year ago tomorrow that the FDA gave emergency authorization to the first COVID vaccine, the Pfizer shot. One year later, cases are again skyrocketing in the U.S. as scientists learn more about Omicron. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. The CDC now says Omicron arrived in the U.S. as early as November 15th, more than two weeks before what was believed to be the first confirmed case in California. CDC has been actively addressing and evaluating the Omicron variant and working with state and local jurisdictions to understand its spread. Across the country, it's the Delta variant that is dominating. New cases have increased more than 37 percent just since last week, up in 44 states. While Delta surges, health officials are identifying more cases of Omicron. Now at least 75 cases across 25 states. In 43 cases analyzed by the CDC, nearly 80 percent were fully vaccinated. In the Northeast, new daily cases are up in 12 states and hospitalizations are on the rise, too. New York's governor issued a statewide mask mandate for all indoor spaces today, unless the business has a vaccination requirement. We're entering a time of uncertainty and we could either plateau here or our cases could escalate beyond control. In Connecticut, hospitalizations have soared nearly 82% over the past two weeks. Inside Norwalk Hospital, Dr. Benjamin Greenblatt says COVID patients have doubled since Thanksgiving. What keeps you up at night? A new variant that's uh, much more virulent uh, and combined with perhaps, you know, uh, staffing shortages that we're seeing throughout healthcare, care, uh, that keeps me up at night. Dr. Greenblatt told me today none of the vaccinated COVID patients he's seen here had had a booster. He also says the patients he's seeing now are younger than they were a year ago. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. Turning now to the weather, there's snow in the Midwest, a tornado threat in the south, and it's supposed to feel like spring in the east tomorrow. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us. Hey, Lonnie, good to see you. What's going on? Well, Nora, when you've got all these different air masses out there, when they clash, you get the possibility for dangerous weather. And that's what we're dealing with out there. So let's, let's go to the maps as of right now. I mean, take a look at the record heat that was established today in Memphis, Tennessee, Oklahoma City. You were almost 80 degrees outside. But on the other side of that front, Minneapolis maxed out at 30 degrees, picking up all kinds of snow. Probably half a foot of snow will fall for Minneapolis. And that storm right there in Minneapolis is the key to everything. 
So let's track where that's going to go. By, say, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, it's into Memphis, Tennessee. Remember all of that warmth that Memphis generated today? Well, that gives you the impetus for severe weather, even the possibility for tornadoes out there. 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, people are sleeping. That's a bad setup. By 6 a.m., it's into Nashville, the same situation. And by sunset, it's into the northeast. Even the northeast will be setting record temperatures before that line comes through. And there could even possibly be a tornado this time of the year in portions of the northeast. That's the latest. So, again, it's going to seem great with those temperatures at first, but then the hard weather hits. Hard to believe. 70 in December. All right. Monty Quinn, thank you. Well, as violent crime surges in cities big and small across the country, it is encroaching on what many have considered safe havens, college campuses. As CBS's Elise Preston reports, schools are scrambling to keep students safe. Murder rates continue to soar nationwide. Portland, Oregon is grappling with a record number. Austin, Louisville and Rochester have all seen homicides more than double in just a couple years. With violent crime rising in Los Angeles, the head of the police union warns, if you can, stay away. We can't guarantee your safety. It it is really, really out of control. The Chicago area has seen more than 1,000 homicides this year. Three victims were University of Chicago students. Urban campuses are having to step up safety protocols, and the university is now using technology to get ahead of the violence. Police is not the only solution. We are very focused moving forward and making sure that we have proactive strategies, real-time data sharing, real-time intelligence, Sharing. Philadelphia broke its murder record set in 1990 with 524 this year, several occurring near Temple University. Student Sam Collington killed recently by an apparent carjacker. That could have been me. That could have been someone I loved. When did you bury Amir? Um, Saturday the 4th. Instead of walking with her 18-year-old son Amir, Melody Jones now wears him on her chest. He was shot in a robbery near Temple. What would you say to people who do have guns and are thinking about committing a crime? Just think before you react. Innocent lives. My son never did nothing to nobody. In light of these recent homicides, Temple University says it plans on increasing its police force by 50 percent. Nora? Police Preston, thank you. The prosecution rested its case today in the sex trafficking trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. A fourth accuser testified that the British socialite and her ex-boyfriend, convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, forced themselves on her when she was just 16. Here's CBS's Mulalenghi. Like three women before her, Annie Farmer accused Ghislaine Maxwell of being central to Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex trafficking ring. But unlike the other three accusers who testified, the 42-year-old farmer chose not to conceal her identity. Farmer, at 16 years old, says she was isolated on Epstein's New Mexico ranch one weekend when Maxwell insisted on giving her a massage, at which point she says she rubbed her breasts. In a 2020 interview, she said, She touches me around my chest, but blurring the boundaries of normal or not normal. That same weekend, she says Maxwell instructed her on how to properly massage Epstein's feet. Farmer said today, I felt very uncomfortable. I did not want to be touching his feet. I wanted it to be over. Prosecutors have used testimony and photos to depict Maxwell and Epstein as a team, coercing and trafficking girls to sexually abuse them. Maxwell has denied all charges. Jurors will also see excerpts from one of Jeffrey Epstein's black books, a collection of contacts that may reveal more victims and more high-profile participants in his sexual misconduct. 
Well, the trial will take a brief break for a few days next week, but we'll pick back up on Thursday, at which point Maxwell's defense will begin making their case, Nora. Mullalenghi, thank you. It was a day of tributes here in Washington for former senator, presidential candidate and war hero Bob Dole. At his funeral at Washington National Cathedral, President Biden called Dole a giant of our time and of all time. It was then on to the World War II memorial, which might not have existed without Dole's determination, as actor Tom Hanks noted. But it was Bob Dole who willed this memorial into place. He pushed the idea. He corralled the votes. He made the phone calls. He enlisted allies, all of us, in the cause. And he raised the money. He did all but mix the concrete himself. Dole received two Purple Hearts and the Bronze Star for his World War II service. He died Sunday at the age of 98 and will be laid to rest at Arlington National Cemetery. Police in southern Mexico are investigating a horrible crash involving a tractor trailer packed with migrants. At least 55 people died and more than 100 were injured when the truck crashed into a bridge and flipped over, leaving people trapped under the bodies of other victims. Most were from Guatemala and Honduras and were trying to reach the United States. All right, police say an unruly passenger forced a Delta flight from Washington to Los Angeles to stop in Oklahoma City last night. 35-year-old Ariel Pennington allegedly assaulted a flight attendant and then an air marshal who tried to intervene. Pennington was detained on board and later arrested. He is charged with disorderly conduct and public drunkenness. The FAA says it has received more than 5,000 reports of disruptive passengers this year alone. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time sure flies when you're having fun and hard to believe that for 15 years running, CBS's Steve Hartman has been covering a mysterious Secret Santa's mission of kindness. Well, tonight, the tradition continues on the road. About as far from the North Pole as you can get at the edge of the Sonoran Desert. Secret Santa is about to do some of his best work ever. This is something I've had in my heart for years. Here, on the San Carlos Apache tribal lands. I've always felt inside my soul a spiritual connection with the Native American. And so, after a blessing from the medicine man and a briefing for his elf recruits. Today you're on the front lines of kindness. This anonymous wealthy businessman set out to give away $30,000 in $100 bills Don't be scared. to random strangers. Merry Christmas to you. Oh, my God. And boy, was it welcome. That's 400 secret Santa dollars. Nearly half the people who live on this Arizona tribal land live below the poverty line. It's going to put more food on the table, more for my family to eat. Had no food, really. Elijah Cook says he knows hunger, not, not, not much, but still plans to give away his money. I think it goes to my father. He needs it more. This is for you. After getting her gift, 
Velma Wilson said she could finally get her grandchildren what they've been begging for. Cat litter. And yet, even here, I want to give you this. where the need is so great, Secret Santa says it's not about the money. It's never about the money. Oh, my goodness. Whether you're Native American, African American, Christian American, left American, right American, kindness is that common language between us all. And maybe that's why most people didn't cry when they got their bills. But when he made them feel like a million bucks. You know how special you are. That's when the joy came. You are a beautiful spirit. That's when the tears rolled. You're an example to every mom. You're amazing. Nelvina Cobb got $400, but valued those comments much more. Just to hear that, it feels good. That helped me a lot. This holiday season, few of us will have the resources to give like this. But Santa says we can all make an equal impact using our wealth of words. You're an incredible, incredible grandma. Thank you. Steve Hartman, on the road. I love you. On the San Carlos Apache tribal lands. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret's guests include New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, and former White House Russia expert Fiona Hill. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Have a great weekend and good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.